right. You guys want some cookies? 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 Welcome back to the garage and welcome to another edition of the Throwback Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis and I am joined as I always am by my bosom buddy, Bobby Castrone. Hey, Bob. Hey, Dan Hansis. How are you doing? Whoa. Every once in a while when we start the show, you have a, this this weird energy that makes me think you took a little bit of cocaine before we started. How? What's a little bit of cocaine? Um, I would say, listen, I don't know car jar- Coke jargon, so I'll say three Leave ounces. Leave me alone with Coke jargon. <laughs> I don't know, an ounce of Coke. There we go. You did, you did a couple lines. Uh, yes or no? No comment. All right. You, well, you're on cocaine right now. <laughs> uh, it's great to have you back in the garage, Bob. Uh, and I'm a little surprised, frankly, that I got you in the garage because for a long time I've been throwing it out there. We got to do the chili peppers. We got it. We got to hit Kitas. We got to hit Fly. Fly. Uh, Who the fuck is Fly? <laughs> we got to hit Fly. Maybe that's why I said no because I was like, you don't, you don't know who they are. <laughs> we got to hit the guy that looks like Will Ferrell on drums. We got to hit Navarro, who was super horny for Kitas. We got to hit the other guy in the band. There's a lot of guys to hit. Um, and you always said no. I don't. Uh, we're not going to do it. I think I'm being miscategorized as number one, a cokehead, and number two, somebody that always said no. It just kind of never felt right. We got to hit John Frusciante. <laughs> it just never felt right. But tonight I finally acquiesced. Yeah. Here we are. You relented is what you did. I relented. You wore me down. I wore you down. And we are hitting uh, one of the many um, high-selling Chili Peppers albums. It's Californication. Uh, night here in our California rented garage, Bob. Yeah, there's. I mean, this is the most California we'll ever be. <laughs> this is it. At some point, we we must play the fake California Chili Peppers song. I know we've done that already. We've on done this it podcast. like at least twice. And it's we got to hit the hot hat trick because it's Chili Peppers night here at the it's Throwback Pod. The only reason I agreed to do this episode is so we could play John Daly's parody of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> um, so yes, the this is the Californication album which came out uh, in 99. And um, I'll tell you what, Bob. This was, this was at a, uh, I would say it was a weird time for the Chili Peppers because it felt like music was moving on without them. As we've talked about many times, 99 was the the corn limp biscuit mm-hmm. boy bands all that bad stuff and this is another reason why I don't quite get your chili peppers hate because there was one stalwart that put up the good fight and remained on the forefront of the mainstream and it was fly and flea <laughs> and the rest of the chili peppers now listen I love everything flies ever done but again I'm going to defend myself I don't hate the red hot chili peppers i do i do know where this is all coming from though and we'll get into it as we get into the music okay i but, like a nice tease but no you're right like there were there were very few bright spots around that time and the red hot chili peppers were one of them read the directions what the fuck was that a little technical difficulty, but we're going <laughs> to. So are you OK? I, I'm, I'm so Wait, excited. I'm, the one, right I'm now. the one on Coke. Yeah, you're calling the guy <laughs> Flea. Fly, you're calling Flea Fly and you're playing that. 
Um, oh, and I just accidentally turned my computer off. We've <laughs> got a lot a of disaster. issues going on right now. Which, uh, full disclosure, this is the second episode of the night. Always, It always gets a little sloppy. Dan's been drinking some two. Tito's. I'm drinking, what am I drinking now? Castaway India Pale Ale. Taking the exit for the town. I'm a bad baby jammer from here to Alabama. I'm playing a band called the Alabama Jammers. I'm standing by Alabama. Take a picture with your camera. I hope we don't get tricked by the Alabama Skipper. I don't care how many times we play it. It's the funniest. It's still the best chili pepper song in the last 15 years. It really is. So if you've never heard this before, because you're just uh, listening to the Throwback Podcast for the first time, what an asshole you are. Fuck yourself. This is John Daly, the comedian, you know, from Kroll Show. He put out this fake Red Hot Chili Peppers song. It was like right before the Super Bowl, right? There was yes. like a lot of buzz about the Red Hot uh, Chili the Peppers. The one in New York uh, about five years ago. Right. And people immediately believed it was real and freaked out about this new Red Hot Chili Peppers song. Because as ridiculous as it is, it's not that much more ridiculous than what the Red Hot Chili Peppers became. You know the number one comment, Bob, on the YouTube entry for this is from... The real Jake Fogelnest. Okay. And it's just, he's rambling about, I guess, because he enjoys it. But remember Jake Fogelnest? I worked with him. He was on Best Week. Was he Squirt TV? Yeah, Squirt TV. Then he worked on Best Week Ever. Are you friends with Jake? No, no. I'm Ouch. Not. Sorry to bring him up then. It seems like I kind of touched a nerve there. No, I was excited. Look, I'm on a lot of coke right now. <laughs> um, so, yes, it was 99. It was a time of change in main, mainstream music uh, and popular music was all about boy bands and Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera and Bob liked her Jessica Simpson because he was a perv. Oh, Christina Aguilera was mine. You liked Jessica yeah, Simpson. Yeah, but you liked Jess. I did not like her, but you liked her more than I did. As I recall, we've had this conversation before. Yes, I was Team Britney. You were Christina, but you were the one that was also like, you got to check out this Jessica Simpson. No, you were like that. She's bustier than the rest. That is that that is word you know, for Ryan word. Ryan Adams, you right out of this garage. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> I was more Mandy Moore, speaking of Ryan Adams. Hey, 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 easy there with speaking about anything, Bob. I know, we're not Be speaking. Be careful. We're not speaking of Ryan Adams. Um, all right, so yeah, what I was saying was, yes, the Chili Peppers released this Californication album uh, in 99. I'm going to say it was... Early in 99, if I had to guess. I'm going to say it was in March 99 it came out. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. What? June 8th, 1999. That's not, not terrible. No, it's way off. Okay. There's like at least 60 days in between. Okay. I apologize. You're right. I fucked it up. What was going on, Bob, uh, in early June of 1999? You know Stephen King? That guy that writes all those books? Yeah, he did a nice job with those books. Yeah, he also got hit by a car. Oh, he got fucked On the up. shoulder of Route 5 in Maine. He got fucked up. He suffered numerous injuries, including a collapsed right lung, multiple fractures of his right leg, scalp laceration, and a broken hip. Hey, Bob, what a horror story. Nicely done. Nailed it. What's next? Uh, I'll just go straight through. Just zingers, Bob, the whole time. Uh, the Backstreet Boys smashed the old first week sales record of Garth Brooks's 1.08 million albums sold with their album Millennium, which sold 1.13 million albums in its first week. 
I bet the record label was like, I want it that way. Nicely done again. You're on fire. <laughs> Thank you. What else you got? Uh, you ever hear of Napster? Oh, yeah. Sean Fanning, Northeastern alum like myself. Launched on June 1st, 1999. Changed everything. It really did. It really did. It changed fucking everything about the music business. And I, I'm still dealing with the fallout of getting kicked off Napster for downloading one fucking Metallica song, uh, Fuel, off their Reload album. Not, <laughs> I don't song. even like Metallica, but I liked Fuel. And I had probably 500 songs, 1,000 songs, 2,000 songs. And when that piece of shit, Lars Ulrich... Uh, decided to uh, work with his army of lawyers and sweep out anyone that had ever downloaded a Metallica song. I was swept into the riffraff of all the asshole Metallica fans that had a thousand. Remember the remember the Metallica fans, Bob, from high school? That was one of our longest running, not even jokes, just observation. Where like when we were in high school, we we're like, has a dude in a Metallica shirt <laughs> ever been attractive? Like, have you ever yes. seen like an attractive guy in a Metallica shirt? No, or a guy that cared anything else, didn't care about girls or anything. It was just like if you were a Metallica fan, all you gave a shit about was your Metallica albums and your shirts uh, <laughs> and, and your long greasy hair. So you can understand why I was I took a personal offense as a like Counting Crows fan to be looped in with that crowd. I, I'm still not over. Not your scene. A lot of movies came out in June. Because it's the give me fuel, summer, give me fire, give me that which I desire. The, su song. the summer movie season. It was a good song, Bob. You can't deny that. No, I like that song. Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me. Not good. I think we got in a fight in the parking lot after that movie because you were such a dick about it. Because you were like mad that we took you to go see it. No, because I was happy to see it. I just remember, I don't remember this fight you speak of, but I remember um, I didn't like any of the sequels to Austin Powers. Yeah, well, the third one was awful. Uh, Big Daddy, Wild Wild West, <laughs> rough, and the to date some the, bad movies. The hardest I've laughed in a movie theater, South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut. That's a, that's a good conversation piece. What is the hardest you've ever? That was very funny. I loved that movie. Um, I'm gonna go with um, uh, Borat. Was the hardest I ever laughed in a theater. Yeah, that's up there too. We, I think we saw it on the first day it came out. We did, yeah. And so it wasn't ruined. All the gags were totally fresh to mm -hmm. us, other than maybe the first trailer. Uh, and that to me, I never fucking laughed harder than Barat. The, the naked fight in the oh hotel lobby. But South Park, they they nailed it. They nailed it. I just remember laughing so hard I couldn't breathe. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Those guys have a chance. I think they're going to make it. Yeah, they are. And the number one song in America when Californication came out was this. Ladies and gentlemen of the class <laughs> of 99, wear sunscreen. If I could offer you only one tip for the future, sunscreen would be it. The long-term benefits of sunscreen have been proved by scientists, whereas the rest of my advice has no basis more reliable than my own meandering experience. I will dispense this advice <laughs> now. Enjoy the power and beauty of your youth. Oh, never mind. You will not understand the power and beauty of your youth until they fade it. But trust me. 
20 years. I, I mean, because I, I haven't heard the song in 20 years, I kind of want to hear the whole thing right now. No, me too. I, I know. I was, really, I was laughing that we were listening to it, and then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, is this guy about to really school me on things? All right, let's just listen a little bit more. Yeah. Don't worry about the future, or worry, but know that worrying is as effective as trying to solve an algebra equation by chewing bubblegum. The real troubles in your life are apt to be things that never crossed your worried mind, the kind that blindsides you at 4 p.m. on some idle Tuesday. Do one thing every day that scares you. Sing. Don't be reckless with other people's hearts. Don't put up with people who are reckless with yours. Floss. Don't waste your time on jealousy. I, it's I, it's embarrassing for me to admit this, but I knew it was Boz Lerman, but I never connected the dots that it was the same fucking guy that was the director of all those movies until yeah. right now. Really? And I didn't know the backstory. It was, it was just a, a column published by this woman for the Chicago Tribune with the Chicago Tribune, Mary... Schmitch, it went viral in an email. Oh, can you imagine all the forwards? So many forwards. So many forwards. Forward, forward, forward. Um, and then Boz took it and released it as a spoken word song. And it became, it was number one in the British Isles. And very popular here. Just fucking crazy. This is what this, listen, you want to know what it was like in America before 9-11? <laughs> this is fucking it. Songs like this went to number one. Maybe you won't. Maybe you'll divorce at 40. Maybe you'll dance the funky chicken on your 75th wedding anniversary. Whatever you do, don't congratulate yourself too much or berate yourself either. Your choices are half chance. Dude, this is connecting so right now. Do you remember else. back when the only thing you had to worry about Enjoy was sunburn? Use it every way you can. Don't be afraid of it. Oh, shut up. I'm actually learning for the first time the greatest instrument in a long time. Dance. Even if you have nowhere to do it, but in your own living room. Like, I want to know, we're in the era, Bob, of documentaries. Yeah. Where everything is being revisited, and I'm I'm here for it. I love them all. Mm -hmm. I can't wait. Tomorrow, uh, um, they're going to release the uh, Lorena Bobbitt documentary. Oh, that's right in your dickless wheelhouse. You're going to fucking gobble that shit up? <laughs> wait a minute. Um, how about an entire documentary, Bob, on how this song came to be? The entire origin story of Mary Sitch of the Chicago Tribune, how Boz fucking Lerman got his greasy mitts on it and turned it into a huge pop single. If nothing else, this needs to be an oral history on Vulture at some point very soon. Oh my God, that's such a good call. It's going to happen. It's got to. Countdown. In fact, what you could do, Bob, you can get ahead of the curve. Ooh. We could write it. That put it into the old throwback pod... Uh, Piggy bank. <laughs> hire, you know, our, our, our talents. Can we hire a ghostwriter to do it? That sounds like a lot of work. If you are a, one of, and a, if you're one of our Patreones, then if you want to reach out to us and ghostwrite a oral history <laughs> of um, everybody's free parenthetical to wear sunscreen, close parenthetical, uh, we'd be much obliged. We're hiring. Um, there you go, Bob. That has got to be the weirdest song that we'll ever tee up. As a, a, a number one hit. Unless like the Tom Green Bum Bum song was number one <laughs> at any point. Shit, 1999 was weird as fuck. Yeah. Oh, my God. <gasps> Uh-oh, there, there he is. Fly. <laughs> up to his old tricks. <laughs> That's Fly being Fly. 
I love how much you're going to hate this. I already do. There you go. You ready? Speaks another language during the chorus. A little later in the song, is it, is it, is it a song when you're just saying words that just rhyme with other words? I mean, that's the key to experience. <laughs> um, I love the song, uh, but listening back to it, it's basically a song. Uh, it's a, a great chorus in search of a, the rest of the song. The chorus is good. It, I'll give you that. It's a great Chili Peppers chorus, and all of this is maybe some of the worst shit they ever put it's out. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Um, So yeah, this is around. I don't want to miss when he breaks into like some type of Asian. Yeah, when he appropriates Asian culture and definitely does something that's offensive in 2019. Bring it appropriate into the class. Bringing it in. You're probably right. See, this is good too. Yeah. And this was the album where. John, oh, this is great. John Frusciante, um, who was their guitarist in the early 90s um, for the Blood Sugar Sex Magic album. One of my favorite guitarists of the era. He's got a great sound. He comes back, and it was a big difference for this band. He was the secret weapon. Not Fly, not Flea, not Kiedis. <laughs> you like Frusciante. Yeah. We were into that solo song you put out. Wait, I was? Were you? No. That's, no you're thinking of else. some other bosom buddy of yours. <laughs> um, so this was the lead-off single. You know this album sold 15 million copies, Bob? That's ridiculous. It, uh, it spawned six singles. Ding, dong, oh. dang, ding. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. Don't you judge him. He's worldly. <laughs> that man puts a sock on his dick. He's seen a lot. This song peaked at number seven on the Billboard Modern Rock Tracks, number 16 on the Mainstream Rock Tracks, Bob. It was the second single released from the album and the final single um, released by the Chili Peppers in the 1990s. How about that? Because this is one of those albums that bridged the gap. Third single came out. In the aughts, 2000. Mm. So there you go, Bob. I feel like that's a perfect way to start the album. If the world would have ended on Y2K like we all thought it would, and this was the last offering we had in 1999, it would have been okay. It would have been an okay time for us to just pack up and say, that's it. It's a great way to start the album because if you hate the fucking Red Hot Chili Peppers, that is the song to mobilize around and be like, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> right. If you love the Chili Peppers, which I don't put myself in that category, you're like, fuck you. Listen to how great Fly's bass line is. Listen to Frashante back in full strength and listen to Kiedis, like bringing his personality to the proceedings. Um, as somebody that's kind of more on the like side of the Chili Peppers, I always liked that song, but now listening to it again, 
I can't help but notice that's one of the worst like verse uh, so, verses I've heard in any song ever. Well, I wonder if playing the John Daly song up top just really just shines a light on how ridiculous the entire thing is. Uh, let's listen to Parallel Universe, another song that got a lot of radio play back in the day. This was the classic Bible we talk about, and this is probably the third or fourth album in our first since Hootie and the Blowfish. Uh, the coveted, when you get to the 15 million and up category, yeah. it's a very small uh, company um, for big sales. And this was the Heat Check release. This was the sixth and final single. They just threw it out there and saw what it would do, and it was a radio hit. I remember this being on all the time. Yeah, this was on all the time. And you know what? I think we need to take we need to take a step back. We need to take a big red hot chili pepper step back because I feel like thus far this episode it's doing the album justice because it's kind of haphazard and all over the place. We haven't really found it. We haven't gotten our footing yet. Much like Kiedis and the boys have not gotten their footing in this album. What the fuck are you talking about? Exactly. Here's what I'm talking about. The red hot chili peppers are fine. Is this your thesis? Should I do my thesis? I mean, you could right now if you want. Go ahead. You've already started it. Did you have more to say about Parallel whatever? Parallel Universe. Yeah. I have nothing else to say. Okay. I enjoy the song quite a bit. But go on. They were a great band in the 90s. Like, 80s going into 90s. I liked the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Go on. Everything from... <laughs> I'm, like, legitimately interested to hear... Uh, you continue your thesis. Do you remember how great Under the Bridge was when it came out? Absolutely one of my favorite songs ever. Though. Me too. I think that was one of those songs when you're kind of discovering music and you're used to pop music and then you start realizing there's a little more to music and rock and roll. That was one of those songs for me. Mm -hmm. Then a couple of years later, uh, Soul to Squeeze, I loved off of the Conehead soundtrack. It's a little weird. Yeah, well, that's true. But again, they were like putting out these songs that really resonated with me. And then I would go back and listen to uh, what was the other one? Uh, Give it Mother's away. Milk. Give it away now. Stuff like that. That oh. was on Blood Sugar Sex right. Magic. There were so many good songs where it was like they were one of those bands that I thought I was always going to like. Maybe I wasn't going to go buy their albums, but they were just a band I was going to like. Okay. And then what happened? And then this happened. This kind of stuff. How dare you? Yeah. Then this kind of sound. Because I even liked the warped, it's my aeroplane era of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I liked that stuff. All right. Well, let me tell you something, Bob. I want you with fresh ears to listen to track three. Okay. The lead single uh, from Californication. And tell me if it doesn't get your nips a little hard. Okay. I'll let you know about my nips. It's a figure of speech. Okay. But if actually, if your nipples harden, I would like to know that. I will tell you, I promise. 
scar tissue. It is... If Under the Bridge is their definitive song, I think this is probably right behind it. And I think it deserves every bit of celebration that it gets. I think this is an amazing song. And you know what I would say, Bob? You said Soul to Squeeze and songs like Breaking the Girl, mm-hmm. um, um, My Friends off the Warped album. Yes. Was it called Warped? Is that the name of the album? No, sure? uh, One Hot Minute. One Hot Minute, yeah. yeah. Warped, I think, might have been the single. That was the sure. single, Where's the Kiss. Um, this is right, my favorite type of Chili Pepper song, where it's kind of got that California lazy, laid-back vibe. And Kiedis is not being crazy with the rapping, you know, the California like white boy rap. This to me is a great, great song. Do you disagree? My nips are still soft as a baby's bottom, <laughs> but I completely agree with you. All right, so you're in. I'm in on this song, yeah, because for for every reason you just said, this does harken back to those. Better Red Hot Chili Pepper song. This is their sweet spot. This is their sweet spot. I agree. They have they have other songs like you mentioned, "Give It Away," which is far from my favorite Chili Pepper song. But I liked it back then. Like, or even around cool, the around it was a the cool world sound in the early nineties. Yeah. I thought like one of their signature, uh, you know, types of sound was that the aggressive with right. Lee going nuts with the bass and Kiedis doing the the white boy rap thing. That was never my thing with them. Mm-hmm. But when they kind of did this like chill SoCal vibe thing. Yeah. The thing that 311 would ape later on. Uh, this to me, nobody did this better. Yeah. And I remember everything about the song. Uh, even the video was awesome. It was a good video. Uh, when they're in the car and they, they're starting to look a little older, but they have the rugged look like they've been through shit. And uh, again, Prashante, whose guitar is awesome in this, um, he's back in the band and everything just seemed to be in its right place. Did you know, Bob, this spent a then record 16 consecutive weeks on top of the Billboard Hot Modern Rock Charts. 10 weeks top the mainstream rock charts and it got in the top 10 of the Billboard 100. Wow. I mean, this is That's a amazing. Mondo hit. One of the big, biggest hits we've talked about on the show. That's crazy. And it kind of gets forgotten it a little bit does, how big yeah. it was. I love this guitar solo. It's just Guitar world, Bob. I know you've been in there many times. We are musicians. Well, obviously, yeah. That, let's why, go, why, let's why go over would, it again. Why would two guys who aren't musicians have a music podcast? Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. But let's go over it again. Yes. Um, I could play the opening chords of Stand By Me by Oasis off Be Here Now. It goes like this. And you can play. Using just two strings on a guitar, I can play Blister and the Sun by the Violent Fast. Uh, you ever heard of this? I do that on the guitar. Mm-hmm. I do like the bum 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 bum. And that's, that's music. I ever hear of, I don't know. Um, Santa Monica by Everclear because I can play this. Well, you can't do that. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, do that. Right. 
Uh, and maybe Bob tickles the ivories a little bit. Maybe if you need me to, I could play you one hand's worth of Brick by Ben Folds 5, one of the best songs ever about abortion. Close. <laughs> That's close. It's like clocks by Coldplay in slow motion. Uh, anyway, that was uh, that guitar solo by Frusciante's number 63. On the 100 greatest guitar solos of all time. I mean, what are you, what are we going to say what are we here? Gonna say Bob, respect it. You respect that. How about this song? You know this one, Bob. Of course. Key to steak is there. How long, how long so I love the Lakers. Hey, Fly, let's go sit in the front row. <laughs> fly. <laughs> this is going to make me laugh every time. I don't. Another inescapable song. Uh, this was released in 2000. In fact, this might have been like the first big modern rock radio hit of this millennium. It was, came out January 11th, 2000, just after Bob, your 20th birthday. Again, Four you and the Chili Peppers connected forever. Of course. Uh, let's listen to this uh, chorus, which is great. Another monster hit, Other Side. Uh, it's about heroin addiction. Uh, Hillel Slovak, who was, uh, I think, their original lead guitarist, uh, OD'd and died uh, in the early 90s. Uh, it uh, peaked at number 14 on the Billboard Hot 100, Bob. This is fucking monster shit. This isn't just like a big rock album. This is a pop behemoth. Uh, it also is number one on the U.S. Modern Rock Tracks. Uh, and it was number one for 13 consecutive weeks. That's so long. Oh. That's so many weeks. <laughs> but again, Bob, and I, I get your issues with the band on balance. And other, again, around the world, starting off the album is such a divisive way to start this the proceedings. But this is a hard song to take issue with, too, right? It's good. It's good. You know what, though? I think that if I never moved to California... I would like the Red Hot Chili Peppers more. Mm. Why is that? They're on the radio all the time here. To the you listen to the radio? I have local, yeah, terrestrial radio. Here? Terrestrial radio, like a look. The way you're looking down at so me, you're right, the guy. The way you're looking down at me right now, from your fucking elitist place. I drive a 2009 Jetta, <laughs> so it's not like I'm driving. Um, some type of hybrid sports car listening to my fancy satellite radio. Everybody has satellite radio now. Yeah. Did you some, discontinue your satellite? No, I'm still doing it, but sometimes I plug you in. You plug into the terrestrial. Yeah, I want to know what's happening. You're doing that. I still do You're that. the guy. I do that. What's it like with all the commercials? It's all Red Hot Chili Peppers, and that's the problem <laughs> with California. Whenever you turn on the radio, it's either No Doubt or the Red Hot Chili Peppers. 
You know, this is a little bit of a tired bit because I remember you saying this ten years ago. Because it was true ten years ago. But it sounds like a, a it sounds like a, a tired bit. That no, but it's made real. sense ten years ago. But now it's still. It is so fucking real. It's insane. <laughs> if I but you know why, right? Because this is like one of the quintessential Los Angeles bands that has ever existed. I get so, it. But it's like a- in Jersey. Or New York, Springsteen is a god. Here, right. it's the Chili Peppers. I know. Why and, won't you respect that, And it's Bob? just, I I should know better by now not to turn on the radio because it's just going to be this and it's going to annoy me. <laughs> but it's just insane to me that they get that much play here. And they're good. They're great. Oh, now they're good. Oh, now they're great. You're a little all over the map I'm here, a little Bob. over the map, but. Just, you hate, just, you know what would be good, Bob? If you just come clean and say, I hate the Red Hot Chili I Peppers. I don't. I told you. This I is don't a therapy session right now. I don't like a lot of what we've listened to so far, but I like scar tissue. So other side does not get your stamp of approval. There was too much of it. <laughs> All right. Here's a get on top. See, I even, I don't really know the song well, but I can tell you, this is not the shit I like from right. the Chili Peppers. I mean, the motherfucker just said salmonella. It's a rhyme with <laughs> something with like killer. killer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. At some point, Fly's got to be like, Bzzz. hey, Anthony, maybe we shouldn't use salmonella as a rhyme. Bzzz. Much like my 10-year-old bit about the chili peppers, this Fly bit's already worn itself out. <laughs> I mean, we're not even halfway through the album. I imagine there are um, diehard Chili Pepper fans. I think they exist. Oh, sure, yeah. That would say this is the type of stuff they like. Right. It's more aggressive. It's not as laid back and radio friendly. It calls back to the good old days. I just I just can't. That's not the corner I, I stand on. I'm, I'm glad you're not standing on that corner. I would really like you less if you did do <laughs> you you hate that song yeah i didn't like that at all hate it. okay how about this one i got a good one for you bob and another monster my god these songs were inescapable bob these you hate it bob but these are the, this is the soundtrack of our lives in college that's not saying a lot I mean, it's like a goddamn greatest hits record bob it is crazy that these are all on the same album I mean, I'm taking a peek at the rest of the album because we got like nine tracks left. Yeah, flying the keto shot the load a little bit here. <laughs> but uh, let's listen to Californication. First song called Californication? No, that was called All Around the World. We oh. can make time. Take a thing, because I love my prime. 
Right, thank you. But this is the name of the album. Yeah. And as everyone knows, that uh, California has been a major theme. Uh, not really. It's like kind of Mach 2 of the Chili Peppers. I feel like they didn't talk about it a ton. Or at least they didn't talk about it like directly, directly early yeah. on. Like Under the Bridge is all about Skid Row right. and Los Angeles and... And drug abuse city and all that. I live in the city of angels. Yeah, that, I guess that is yeah. pretty direct, actually. Um, but uh, by the time they got to the the later '90s and then um, into the the aughts, they were very direct about the California tie. Well, it rhymes with so many things, <laughs> so you might as well just go for it. <laughs> Californication. Uh, this is uh, another one, Bob. Uh, it was number one on both the U.S. mainstream rock uh, tracks and the modern rock tracks. Uh, not for as long. It was a smaller level in terms of a hit, but it was yet another song that's enduring. And yes, if you do listen to terrestrial radio, <laughs> um, it's going to be played a lot here. It's going to be always get played. Mm-hmm. It's one of those songs. So as, a, as a, the biggest Red Hot Chili Pepper fan in this garage question for you it's unquestionably me yes. is the californication is the emphasis on fornication or is it like a verb of like gentrification like what's the sort of what's happening See, that's what you don't get man. i'm asking you that's why i'm asking you. no that's that's what makes me laugh is you're like is it this or is it that no it's everything man it's everything bro. Right. and that's what california is man it's like its own country bro it's a compli- complicated place. Fifth, a lot of things going on here. Fifth biggest economy in the world. This is not my favorite Chili Pepper song, by the way. I, d- I want to make it clear that this is not like my favorite record of all time. In fact, I don't own it. <laughs> but you, you will pound the table for but it. But you know what? Like The thing about uh, the Chili Peppers is... Um, yes, when I was 11, when I and I still have it... Um, Somewhere, um, the first mixtape I ever made had November Rain um, segging into Under the Bridge, which is, you know, yeah. it's just Titanic. You, you were ahead of your time. Uh, and it, it just sounded so beautiful. And I taped it off Z100, the pop radio station in New York. And it's still one of my, if I was making a, a top five alternative rock songs of the 90s under the bridge is on it for me it's just impossible not to put it on for yeah me. i agree with that um and then i kind of i could take or leave the chili peppers other than that like all the uh, and like uh fly tapping the bass and all that and then the one hot minute album came out mm-hmm. and i was kind of into that album i liked my friends bit. yeah i was uh, but i love the conehead song Mm-hmm. And breaking the girl, and then I feel like this is where it gets tricky for me because, and then they kept out putting out albums, and every single they ever put out I liked, but I never at any point said I need to go get this Chili Peppers album. They yeah. were one of those artists where I was just like perfectly fine to hear their singles. That makes sense. So I never dove in with both feet or was like, oh, I need to go see the Chili Peppers live. Right. I don't think I've ever met anyone that's seen the Red Hot Chili Peppers play live. No, nobody has. I would assume there's been millions, (laughs) but have you ever met anyone that has seen the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Nobody that's talked about it out loud. I mean, maybe, maybe like, maybe like a barista. I, I think one of the things I'm kind of, uh, 
Is that a, a barista joke? I'm just saying, maybe somebody somewhere, somebody has to go see them in concert. Who is it? No, there's a lot of people, but they're kind of interesting to me in the sense that obviously they have millions of fans. They've sold like 150 million yeah. albums. Where are these people? In California. But all where, I us. mean, we've been here for a decade. Where are they? <laughs> I don't know. Here's Easily. I like this song. All right, you're in. This is it. Well, I have a theory. This sounds like a real song to me. He's not rapping. He's not going for like... Which he hasn't really for most of the sound. For most of it, but he's not going... Like It doesn't sound like a slick radio song. This sounds like just a real song. I did... uh, I do have a theory now, because I forgot that you do... You're not a fan of like... You know, big, big bands. You don't love big like arena rock bands typically... You don't like big singles. You don't like. Well, no, that's not true. You, like you don't like bands you, you that are swinging for the I, upper deck. I don't like. O- I don't like overly glossy. So maybe that's it. I would say that's that's fair that they are a polished band with this album specifically. Yeah. But then it's like we say that, but I think Rick Rubin produced this, and Rick Rubin produced like some of the greatest Tom Petty records. Right, but maybe Fly was like make it glossier. <laughs> Shine it up. <laughs> <laughs> Smoking a little cigarette. All right, here's porcelain. We talked about on um, our last show. What was our last show? What did we talk about? Uh, that was the Soundgarden. Oh yeah, great album. Really enjoyed that. that was Super good. Known album. Um, we talked about uh, the Chase with Charlie Sheen. Of course we did. Prehiv. Chrissy Swanson. Well, we think Prehiv. You think he had the bug then? <laughs> I didn't say he did or you didn't. You think he had the bug in '93? I'm just saying. A lot of people got to go see the doctor <laughs> if that's true. Um, and we talked about how Kiedis and Fly were in that uh, movie. It's it's funny how incredibly well-known those two dudes are. They're right up there if you talk about the yeah. two guys in a band, uh, the guitarist and the singer. But what makes Fly different is he played bass. It's usually the guitarist and the singer. Right. But Fly was just so good at exuding from playing bass. Boundless There energy. were only like... Probably two bass players that really got a lot of buzz in the 90s. Could you name the other one? It was Fly, obviously. <laughs> the two bass players in the 90s. There was one other bass player whose name would come up where it's like, oh, if you like bass, then obviously he's the best. No, not Novoselic. No, definitely not Chris Novoselic. Chris Novoselic, a, a bass player that got a lot of pop. Yeah, and I, I will say he was the lead singer as well, and it wasn't a band that we've ever talked about on this podcast. All right, no. Um, but you'll know it when I say okay, it. Okay, who? Let's Claypool Primus. Oh, okay. Yep. He was like that bass player where it was like, oh, yeah, I like bass. I like Flea and I like Let's Claypool. They're the best. 
you want to talk about a band like that I don't get <laughs> is like can we calm down with the Primus stuff my name is Mud I mean they had a song called Winona's Big Brown Beaver mm-hmm. like I mean that was a huge hit song big hit song pre 9-11 uh, alright here's something that's going to piss you off Bob this song is called Emit Remus don't like it but if you if you turn the letters around, oh no, it's getting worse. It's time summer, and they're like, oh, it's just oh, flip it all around. This is summertime reversed. Oh, I hate that I know, so I know. much. See, I get you. Oh, I, I know exactly what gets you mad, Bob. What happened to that song like three songs ago where he was like singing and making a real song? See, now you appreciate Other Side a little bit more, don't you? <laughs> Other Side's pretty good. Uh, that was Emmett Remus. Oh, fuck you. Summertime. Here is I Like Dirt. Real title to the song. All right. I'm open to that. My name is Mud. <laughs> is this the dude that made the fake song? <laughs> is this school has rocks? This is not like chopping into my theory that the Chili Peppers are a great singles band, but not. <laughs> An album artist. Do you want to hear the chorus? Is there a chorus? Okay, I can't. I'm done. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. How about this velvet glove? I'm, I'm voting for that for the Spotify playlist. <laughs> Here we go. This velvet glove. So we were talking about how um, they occupied an interesting space in uh, the music scene mm-hmm. at the turn of the century in that they were one of the last old guard, last members of the old guard standing as Corn and Limp Biscuit and Papa Roach. Throw me some more, Bob. Papa Roach. Who else? Crazy are, Town. Who's the assholes from Boston? Uh, angry the Red guy. Sox. Not Buck Cherry, not the Red Sox. Uh, was it Buck Cherry? No, uh, I mean, they were. Mudvayne, not the guys Puddle of thinking mud? of. Puddle of Mud. I mean, this whole world that was invading um, the radio at the time. And the Chili Peppers were, they were hanging in there. And they put out this album and it kept them near the top of everything. They were, Bob. And you may or may not remember this, the headliner of Woodstock 99. I do remember that. They closed Woodstock 99. Everything built to the Red Hot Chili Peppers. 
And as their set was going on, I believe their set got cut short because all of a sudden um, fire started breaking out. Right, that sounds right. And all sorts of shit. And I remember because MTV News, they covered this shit like the JFK assassination, which I guess they should. I mean, what else are they going to do? 1999. Pre-911. Loader's like, fuck yeah. He's like, (laughs) rubbed his hands together. Um, I do remember specifically them showing shots of the the pilfering of the merchandise and stealing of the $5 bottled water mm-hmm. and Kiedis and the, and Fly and everybody playing Fire by Jimi Hendrix. Right. And then I, I think they said, we're fucking out of here. We're getting back on the plane to California. <laughs> this, this upstate New York bullshit is not for us. Where are we on Woodstock 2019, by the way? Street's talking that it's going to be legit. Really? Have you heard about it? I don't really. It's a real thing. I'm not supporting it. No, I know they're going to do something. I just didn't know where we were at with that. Uh, What are you saying? Like, are we going to go? Is that our next parking lot podcast? We just skip. Never. We skip all of Woodstock. We're just in the parking lot the whole time recording podcasts. I mean, we are knocking on the door of 40, Bob. The idea of going to a music festival and like sleeping in the mud and all the loops, the, the loops we'd have to jump through to get. The wives to sign off on it. That, that's not going to be easy. It is not happening. We are going to, though, just thinking about more parking lot pods, we are going to go to Las Vegas to see Robbie Williams, right? Yes, okay. obviously. Okay, as long as that's still on the table. Yes, uh, Robbie Williams is uh, currently, I- I'm assuming, um, hosting a, a very uh, poorly attended residency <laughs> in the desert of Nevada. Um, he needs us there. Unless, of course, you, I, I assume that he doesn't have a big American following and this is a huge fucking mistake for Robbie. Uh, but then you think about what we learned. That I think that as the survey goes, 99% of people from the United Kingdom want to be put into the ground to the sound of angels. Right. When they die, that's the song. They will be lowered into the earth. It's too. like, and, and as is the custom in uh, England... Uh, a man makes an announcement saying, we will now lower them into the earth. And at that point, they hit play. <laughs> and and that's, that's when it starts. I like how you're combining like a Game of Thrones kind of scene of like a guy getting buried with a guy with a boombox hitting click. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, dun, 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 I see it awake. And then into the earth you go, worm feed. <laughs> That was Savior. Good song. Nice. I liked it. Here is about this one. I feel like this is what might change. How for many you. How many tracks are then we, we got, there? We have two more after this. How many total? It uh, looks like about 13, 14. Weird how you haven't complained about having too many Red Hot Chili Pepper one, songs. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, Complain 10, about 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. All right. It's 15 tracks. You complain about every other band, but somehow these guys are getting a pass. I will not be giving them a pass, okay. Bob. Again, no album should be longer than 12 tracks. Not even Californication? Or shorter than 10. Every album should be between 11 and 12 songs. Ideally 12. Nice round number. You could break the album into quarter or this half. One, this one could have been an EP. Uh, how dare you? Uh, but you're not wrong. It would have been one of the great EPs of the all time. The greatest EP. What. I would give you that. Here, let's listen to Purple Stain, Bob.
Yes or no? I'm shaking my head no. I've been shaking my head for the last 15 seconds. Hey, Bob, this album's subject subject material incorporated various sexual innuendos commonly associated with the band, but also contained more varied themes than previous outings, including death, contemplations of suicide, California, drugs, globalization, and travel. Travel? Travel. That's not a theme. Well, I guess it is a theme, but you don't hang an album on travel. Can I make a prediction? Travel. Can I make a prediction? Yeah. When we lose Steven Tyler, Anthony Kiedis is going to step up and fill in that creepy uncle role on uh, reality TV shows. See, again, ha- you're he not has, being fair. You're he has it fair. in him. He has it in no, him. You're not being fair. He totally does. I understand why you are throwing that out there, but Kiedis has been in the public eye for 30 years. And one thing you could say for Kiedis, you could say you could say the white boy funk rap is terrible and some of his rhyming patterns are regrettable <laughs> and um, 80% of the songs are terrible and the other 20% are excellent, which all might be true. But the guy is not somebody that is going out of his way to be on television and whoring himself out like a Steven Tyler. Not yet. That's all I'm saying. Now, see, it could be a late, that's a bad job by you. Bro. It could be a late act thing in Kiedis' life. I could see it happening. See, now you're wish casting. You want I'm him not. to do that. No, I'm just saying. But I he's never shown it. any signs of that. Except when he forced himself into the chase. I thought he did a nice job in that <laughs> He was pretty good. Uh, here is Right on Time, the penultimate track of Californication. I thought he was on to something there. Me the too, chorus. me too. I thought he had it. So this, it's funny. This is a perfect encapsulation of what I kind of thought. Oh, here we go. This is good. Let's... Now, Keita, shut your fucking mouth after the yeah, chorus. Yeah, just let it be a chorus. I like that. I do too. See, he's just got to cut the rap shit out. That's what it is. It, it's always been an issue to, uh, for I think a lot when, of people. When he comes in over the song, being like right on time, it reminds me of that uh, "Flight of the Concord song, where it's like yes. you and me, me and you. <laughs> you <did. laughs> um, this is a neat encapsulation of what my initial thoughts were of this band, which is that there's a lot of filler, but if you can cut through the filler, they've done some really good stuff. I think that's Californication kind of neatly sums up what they're about. I agree with that. But I also think that when you cut through the filler on this album, because it was such a massive hit, I don't want to cut to the filler to get to the singles because I'm sick of the singles. And with the exception of Scar Tissue, I don't need to hear any of them ever again. Mm, That's a pretty bold comment. I know. Uh, here is the final single off the album and the final track on the album. You don't see the final track often be a single, but Road Trippin' uh, was just that. Let's listen to it. Let's 
it's so pretty west of the one Sparkle light with yellow icing Just a mirror for the sun Just a mirror for the sun Just a mirror for the sun Much welcome kind of spare, break it down to the very, uh, you know, it's sparse in a good way. And I do, I like the sound. And I actually, I think he has a very familiar voice if you're a fan of music in this era. I like, again, when he's in this more kind of chill mode. Did you say this was a single? It was, but it was only released in Europe. Oh. So... I mean, you, you're going to take shots at Europe now? Is that what you're doing? Mm, doesn't count to you? Know, step it up, Europe. If this is a single, come on. <laughs> do better. Uh, yes, it was um, a single released in Europe, not in the U.S. Okay. Um, and that's it, Bob. That is Californication. You know what? I'm a little disappointed. I thought that the Zephyr song was on this album. Oh, I love the Zephyr song. And that's song. probably my favorite late period Red Hot Chili Pepper song, so... I was excited to hear that. So now now I like this album even less because I thought that was coming <laughs> and it never came. Well, I think what's probably annoying uh, to a Chili Peppers hater like you, Bob, is that they put out another album three years later, uh-huh. by the way, that was also insanely huge, yeah. again, with five monster singles that were inescapable, uh, including Zephyr's song, which was probably like the third or fourth most popular song on that yeah, album. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was um, so good. I love the Zephyr song. I like road tripping too. They they really lost me there in the back half of the album, but I do like that as a album closer. I don't know. Really dig into I like dirt. No pun, <laughs> no pun intended. Just for that, I'm playing another Chili Pepper song, but it is the Zephyr song. Oh, I see that makes me so happy. Because by this point, I was like, I don't like them anymore. Anything they do is annoying. I don't want to ever hear their voice. I don't want to ever hear his voice again. And then this song came out, and I was like, oh, I fucking like, like this bzz, song a lot. Check this out, buddy. Yeah, this one got me. Um, all right. No one else Yeah, that's their sweet spot. Yeah, this type of it. tone, this kind of... Mm-hmm. I, I I think uh, real hardcore Chili Peppers fans will frown and they'll say that's the shit that we don't like, but right. their mid-tempo, mm-hmm. almost ballad-type stuff is killer to me. And all the other stuff I could I could leave. But, uh, all right, Bob. And uh, there's no way you will be choosing the song, but... I, 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 would, I insist that I do. I would like to hear your input if you have it. I do. For a Spotify playlist. I picked the John Daly song, Abra Californication. <laughs> Do you have an issue if it's scar tissue? Is it too on the nose? No, that's the only one I could tolerate. I don't want to do that. I want to hurt you. No, don't hurt me. I'm going to fucking hurt Hold on. You, before, before you pick, big shout out to our uh, Patreon uh, supporters, especially Pettit and Mattis and Bruno, the sponsor. Love those guys. Top tier. 
But thank you to everybody who supports this podcast, even though Dan is about to ruin our playlist on Spotify. What is this? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, come on. No. One too many negative comments, Bob. I was tracking him. If he got to 100, I was going to put Around the World on the Spotify playlist. And you hit it. 107 comments. <laughs> Nope. Follow. No, can't do it. Follow the Throwback Podcast no. on Twitter. I'm going to bury this episode. <laughs> uh, at Throwback Pod. On Instagram, our great friend Eric Dalloway does tremendous work. Uh, well, that's fine. Uh, tremendous feels strong. He's gotten a little, he's got. He's slacking a little bit. Yes, I mean, come on, Eric. We're gonna, uh, <laughs> I know we pay you nothing. going to give you a pay cut. Uh, throwback Pod. Uh, Gmail, hit us up, the throwback pod at Gmail. Uh, and yes, uh, patreon.com slash throwback pod um, if you want to support the show, which is so important. Should I do this to you, Bob? Well, you, you deserve this. I no, like you leave this on. It. Leave this on. Uh, you could follow us on at throwback pod. <laughs> and don't forget uh, the Spotify playlist on Spotify where this song will not be on it. I am going to put scar tissue. <laughs> On the playlist, because the playlist is under my account. And Dan has no control over this. So I will usurp this song in the final cut. Um, I think I will declare vengeance upon you. Bring it. If you That is the breaking the code <laughs> of this entire... That ends the podcast. You know what's breaking the code? Putting this piece of shit song on our playlist. All right, so we'll be back uh, soon. Thank you for everyone that listens. Or we won't be because fuck this. Yeah, this this could be the, the episode that ends the show. Ketis, take us home. No. Come on. <laughs> dong, 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 dong.